0: Um, so we've been doing a series on messages in the miracles and it's the final final day today of that series um, and we've been hearing some great messages that have been encouraging us to believe God for more, to step out in faith, to be obedient, to be encouraged to believe in those miraculous things that God wants to do, to move past our Perhaps our disappointments uh, in the past, and to move forward into everything that God has for us. But today I want to talk about the greatest miracle of all the miracle of new birth. So last week, Darrell showed this quote. As Christians, we have no right to be believed as long as we can be explained. And the point that he was making was that our lives should reflect the supernatural power of God. But the truth is that every one of us who has surrendered our lordship to Jesus has experienced the supernatural power of God in the miracle of new birth. So we're going to look at this passage from John 3 this morning the story of Nicodemus, which will be familiar to many of us, and look at what Jesus says about new birth. So if you want to turn in your Bibles to John 3, or we have it up on the screen for you. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, No one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, and that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Miracles like healing, uh, supernatural provision and protection, signs and wonders, they are wonderful. They are supernatural, they demonstrate the power of God. They can transform our lives. Miracles point to Jesus, the miracle maker, but they can't save us. Miracles like this may change our physical reality, but they cannot change our eternal destiny. Nicodemus was impressed by the miracles of Jesus. He'd seen the supernatural power of God for himself and nicodemus knew the scriptures he was a bible teacher he knew them off by heart he even knew that jesus was someone special but jesus said it wasn't enough jesus told him he needed something more he needed to experience the supernatural power of god for himself in the miracle of new birth to be born again now, most of us here have experienced this miracle of new birth. Now, I know personally that, you know, I can take that for granted. I can forget just what an incredible miracle that is. So, this morning, my prayer is that as we hear these truths again, it will stir a fresh sense of awe and excitement in our lives as we understand the miraculous thing that we've received and a fresh appreciation of this miracle. But I also pray that if you haven't experienced that miracle, this miracle of new birth, that today you will open your ears to hear, open your hearts to receive this incredible miracle yourself. So we're gonna look at this passage and ask three questions about being born again. First of all, why? Why do we need to be born again? Secondly, how are we born again? And then finally, what happens when we are born again? So first of all, why do we need to be born again? Jesus said in John 3, verse 3, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Now you could say that Nicodemus had seen the kingdom of God because he'd witnessed lots of amazing things that Jesus had done. He'd witnessed those miracles. He'd heard Jesus' teaching. He'd met Jesus himself. But when Jesus said, no one can see the kingdom of God, the word used for see there is more than just observe. It's actually to experience, to know. And just to make sure we understand, he then goes on in verse 5 to say, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Jesus is really clear here, hanging around with Jesus, seeing what he's doing in other people's lives, even enjoying listening to him, is not enough we cannot enter the kingdom of God unless we experience the miracle of new birth but what is the kingdom of God why do we need to be born again to enter it well I think it's important that we take a few minutes just to look at what the kingdom of God is all about because that will help us hopefully to understand that question so thinking about a kingdom A good definition of of a kingdom is a governing influence of a king over his territory, impacting it with his personal will, purpose, and intent, producing a culture, values, morals, and lifestyle that reflect the king's desires and nature for his citizens. Now, obviously, we don't have much experience of this kind of a kingdom. We live in a democracy. So we don't really have that experience of living in a place where the king has absolute rule. But in Bible times, they would have completely understood what a kingdom was all about. Now, when we look through the Gospels, we see that Jesus constantly talks about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. It was central to his teaching. You see, Jesus didn't come to bring a new religion, a new way of doing things. He came to proclaim a kingdom. Now, in order to understand the significance of the kingdom of God, we need to go right back to the beginning. So when God created man, when he created Adam and Eve, his plan for mankind was to extend his heavenly kingdom to earth, that his government would be represented on earth. His culture, his values, his purpose, his morals would be extended in the earth that God's heavenly rule would come through man to the earth. But we know what happened, don't we? Man messed up, and woman. <laughs> Men failed, mankind failed, and in effect declared independence from the kingdom of God. And since then, we have been living under the rule of another kingdom. Colossians 1, verse 12 to 14 says, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. God is good. We've been singing about the goodness of God today. God is good. His kingdom is a kingdom of light, health, joy truth, life, but Satan rules the kingdom of darkness. His kingdom is a kingdom of a disease, destruction, deception, pain, sickness, sorrow, death. Jesus demonstrated the kingdom of God in reality on the earth when he was living amongst the people by defeating the powers of darkness, sin and death, sickness while he was on the earth. But the completeness of his rule will only come when he returns and Satan's influence is completely destroyed once and for all. Because Jesus is coming back again. And he will claim his throne. And then the kingdom of God will be revealed in full as Satan and his kingdom is destroyed. That's good news. In the meantime, we live in this place of bringing his kingdom to earth. Every person, every one of us here is the citizen of a kingdom, either the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light, the kingdom of Satan or the kingdom of God. Now in a natural sense, we become a member of a a country, a citizen of a country by being born into that country and as Andy mentioned earlier, we have people here from all over the world and you're very welcome. (laughs) And every one of us, when we are born, we are born into the kingdom of darkness because of what happened with mankind turning their back on God all that time again. And we only need to look around us, don't we, to see the influence of the kingdom of darkness in the world. And in that kingdom, we are captive to sin, we are unable to know God. We are guilty and separated from Jesus for all eternity. Ephesians 2 verse 1 to 3 says, "'As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were, by nature, deserving of wrath. We all deserve judgment because of our sin. Without Jesus, we are dead in our sins. We can't resist the ruler of the kingdom of darkness. We have no power to do that. However hard we try, and we can try really hard, we don't have the power to resist him when we're living in the kingdom of darkness. But the good news is there is a way out of this kingdom. There's a way out of the kingdom of darkness. There is a way we can be set free from the ruler of the kingdom of darkness. There is a way we can be forgiven, cleansed, made right with God. And this way is by becoming a citizen of the kingdom of God. And the only way we can do that is by being born again into His kingdom. Am I making any sense so far? Good. (laughs) So when we were when we are born again, we are rescued from Satan's kingdom and we have a new kingdom. We are transplanted from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We have a new king, a new destiny, a new family, a new position, a new power, a new authority. We have transferred our allegiance, and we get to enjoy the benefits of this kingdom, of this new citizenship. Now, we can't have a partial birth. We can't be partially born again. This is not about us trying to change our ways, working really hard at being better. This is a complete new beginning being born again into a different kingdom. We can't have dual citizenship. I don't know if there's anybody here, anybody here with dual citizenship with more than one country? Well, we can't have dual citizenship in the kingdom of God. We are either in the kingdom of God or we're in the kingdom of darkness. You can't have it both ways. We have to surrender our citizenship in the kingdom of darkness in order to enter the kingdom of light. We can't hold on, and then we can bring the kingdom of God to the world around us. If we go back to the definition of a kingdom, the governing influence of a king over his territory, impacting it with his personal will, purpose, and intent, producing a culture, values, morals, and lifestyle that reflect the king's desires and nature for his citizens. This is our role. As citizens of this kingdom, we bring the influence of the king into our world by living out his will, his purpose, his intent, by living out the culture and values of the kingdom. And we pray, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So why do we need to be born again? We need to be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Secondly, how are we born again? We can't be born again by our own efforts. So in John 3, verse 5 to 8, Jesus answered, "'Very truly I tell you, "'no one can enter the kingdom of God "'unless they are born of water and the Spirit.' Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. Horses give birth to... It's not a trick question. (laughs) Horses. Yeah, foals All right. Baby horses. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel. (laughs) Humans give birth to baby baby humans. Sitar and Niman have had a little boy, Ezra, this week. Wonderful news. And I'm sure they were not thinking, I wonder what we're going to give birth to here. Is it going to be a cow? Is it going to be a goat? No, it's a baby. We know. It makes complete sense. The spirit gives birth to spirit. There is no other way we can be born again except by the spirit of God. This is a spiritual birth. Nicodemus was confused. How can I be born again? I can't get back into my mother's womb. Of course not. He was thinking of a physical birth. Jesus was clear. This is a spiritual rebirth. And the word that Jesus used when he says that no one can enter the kingdom means Not being able through our own power and resources. We cannot enter the kingdom of God by our own efforts, our own ability, our own resources, our own power. We need the supernatural power of God. Nicodemus was a good person. He was a Bible teacher. Perhaps you too feel like you're a pretty good person. But the truth is we're not saved by our good works by our behavior, by our performance, we can't earn our way into the kingdom. We need a new birth, a spiritual birth. And this is through the grace of God, not by anything we can do. We read the first few verses of Ephesians 2 a minute ago, so let's carry on with that passage a little bit further. So let's pick it up from verse 3. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, as Andy explained, that means we don't get what we deserve, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace. That means we get what we don't deserve. You have been saved. We are made alive through grace, not works. Grace basically means it's about God's goodness and not ours. Jesus goes on to talk to Nicodemus about this new life in John 3, 16 to 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. But whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Jesus talks about believing in him. We are saved by believing. But this faith to believe comes from the Holy Spirit when he brings our spirits to life. He enables us to believe and through believing enables us to be born again. So that's the how. What happens when we are born again? Well, I want to touch briefly on some of these things. Now, each one could be a sermon in itself, so we're just going to whiz through them. First of all, we have new eternal life. 1 Peter 1, verse 23. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. Nicodemus didn't need a new religion. He needed a new life. And this new life is not just for now. It's for all eternity. We are born into an eternal kingdom, an eternal family, an eternal life. This new life is imperishable. It's never going to perish. It's not going to die. It's going to go on forever. Of course, our physical life will die, but our new spiritual life will go on forever in the kingdom of heaven forever. Secondly, we become a child of God. John 1, 12 to 13 says to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. We are born of God into a new family. We have a heavenly father. We are a child of God. That's quite an incredible thing, isn't it? To be a child of God. Thirdly, we have a new love for God and others. So John three sixteen, among the most famous verse in the Bible, talks about God's love, he, the, God's love being the motivating force in our new birth. Now, when we think about natural birth, you know, God's intention was that man, he created man and woman. His intention was that they would marry, that they would produce children within the the confines of that marriage, in that safe place, in that environment of love. And his intention for us is the same, that we would be born into love, that relationship of love. That is his intention for our spiritual birth. He loves us. His nature is love. God is love. The motivating force behind Jesus' death on the cross was his love for us. We are born again into love because of love. His choice to love us. And receiving his love enables us to give love both to him and to others. So 1 John 4 verse 7 says, Let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. And 5 verse 1 says, Everyone who believes that Jesus Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. So we are given the capacity to love because of the love we receive from God. Next, something else that happens when we're born again we don't want to sin. Unfortunately, being born again doesn't suddenly make us perfect. Any perfect people in the room this morning? No one's got their hand up. <laughs> it would be lovely, wouldn't it, if we were perfect. But unfortunately, we're not. But it does change our attitude to sin. So 1 John 3 verse 9 says, No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. And 1 John 5.18 says, We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, but he, that is Jesus, who was born of God, protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. Being born again doesn't mean we never sin, but it means we lose the desire to sin. We, lo- we also gain the ability to resist sin and as God works in us through his Holy Spirit we become aware more aware of sin in our lives and we start to get a distaste for sin for things that perhaps we did before that seemed okay don't seem okay anymore and when we learn that perhaps something that we're doing is not right we want to change that's what God does we can resist temptation our desires are changed we can choose not to sin And then finally, when we are born again, we are born into victory. We have victory. 1 John 5 verse 4, everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. When we are born again, we're born into the kingdom of God where Jesus reigns where Jesus is reigning in victory. He has overcome the world and so we can overcome in him. So we are born into victory when we are born again. That was a whistle-stop tour through what happens when we're born again, what we gain when we're born again. So, to bring this all together then this morning, the miracle of new birth is the greatest miracle of all. Would you agree? Yeah. And I hope that if you've received that miracle this morning, you want to celebrate that fact. Because it is the re- a reason to celebrate. It's also a reason to tell other people that they too can enter the kingdom of God. It's good news. But if you haven't received that miracle today, I want you to know you can. It's really quite easy but it's really hard too because as I said in order to enter the kingdom of God you've got to turn away from the kingdom of darkness now it may be this morning that you'd never really thought about the fact that you didn't feel like you're living in the kingdom of darkness you didn't feel like you were living under a rule Satan's rule but that's just the way that it is and you know yourself that there's things inside of you that perhaps aren't aren't good And that doesn't come from God. If we want to know what the kingdom of God is like, we need to be born again. And just like it wasn't enough for Nicodemus to see what God was doing, to hear Jesus, to spend time with people who knew Jesus, it actually isn't enough for us either. You know, if you're here this morning and you come along to church You may enjoy the worship. You may sing along with the songs. You may enjoy listening to messages. But if you've never been born again, then you are not in the kingdom of God. I'm sorry, but it's that clear. And God wants you to become part of his kingdom, to be born again into his family, into his kingdom. That's his heart's desire for you this morning. So if you haven't been born again, you can. All it takes is a decision to step out of one kingdom and into another, to transfer your allegiance, to surrender to the King of kings, the King of the kingdom of God. And then your life is transformed from that day on. It's a journey many of us here are on. And it's certainly, we haven't reached our destination yet. But you have, that invitation is open to you today. So we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to that today. So I'd like to ask Andy and the band if they'd come back up. As we sing our final song today, if you want to respond and be born again into the kingdom of God, really love you to be really brave and to come forward so that we can pray for you. Now that might seem like a really scary thing, but let me tell you, Jesus will meet you. And although it might seem like quite a lot of effort involved, it might be quite a struggle. Please grab somebody else to come with you, if that's easier. But you know what? Living a life with Jesus, being in the kingdom of God isn't easy. I'm not going to pretend that's the case because it's not. But it's a decision that we need to make if we want to be part of the kingdom of God for eternity. Not just to receive salvation now, to be forgiven, to be cleansed, to have a relationship with Jesus and the Father. But for eternity, to know that we have security for eternity, to be Eternally in the presence of Jesus. So, in one sense, I don't want to make it easy for you by just saying, you know, in your own way, do it and go away again. Because this is a really important step. Really important. But it's not easy. We know that. So, we're going to sing. And if you know that this is right for you, maybe. It might be that you're even at that point where you think, I think it might be, but I'm not sure if I'm there yet. That's okay. It's part of the journey. And this step could be a step on that journey. And we can help you to take steps forward. Please come forward. And for the rest of us who already have experienced that miracle of new birth, let's celebrate. Let's rejoice in that miracle that we've received. Let's be ready to tell others Let's be ready to share the good news and to celebrate all that we've received in being members of the kingdom of God by being born again. Amen.